Go, Chris. Goodbye, my friend. It's hard to doubt. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the internet. Welcome to the podcast, Love the Graps. My name's Chris. I'm on the line with Alan. Good morning. Yes, all right, yeah. Because um, we're in different places, you see. There's a time difference. There is a time lag, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, it was disingenuous, I, I know. I know what I did, and I felt bad about it. It's all right. Um, but it is, in fact, 11.46am. Uh, um, yeah. And this is Love the Graps. This is a podcast where we do talk about wrestling. We just do it. Yeah. yeah. You just like, we get on the line now. I believe we were the first to do it, and we are still the only ones. Yeah, yeah. First, best, only, yeah. always, of now, then, forever. Yeah. Because, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone wants to do a wrestling podcast. There's not many of them around. No, no. Um, only there is, only there was, only there ever will be. Is that what it is? Yeah. 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 Then, um, now, forever. Yeah. Best by default. That's, yeah. That's that's what I've been aiming for all my life, is somehow as, to be best by default at something. And as we know, default, two sweetest words in the English language. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah. Default. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, what are we doing? What are we doing today? So, there's been there's been a lot of comings and goings. Um, yeah. I guess we're going to do a little bit of a roundup, followed by uh, a pretty standard um, love the graps, not my graps for last night's Eve Wrestle Queendom three. Yeah. 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 So yeah, so stuff's been going on. Um, the big talk I've got to say of the the pub before eve last night mm-hmm. was this this stupid thing that you're doing in camden right uh, at the beginning of february no ring yeah no ring and i i, I just like the way that people like it was like oh are you going to no ring uh, that's what's called it's like yeah you know it's just known as no ring so you know you think down the years when are, are you going to no ring 27 yeah, yeah, I'll I'll be there. Yeah, yeah. in the year twenty forty six. No ring, no. chapter ninety nine, hundred and one yeah. Dalmatians. That'll be um, the one where you do your farewell before you go to uh, NXT UK. Oh, before I step into one of the futuristic suicide machines that they've got. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they're coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, like, Chris sent me a message early in the week, like before he publicly announced this show. Yeah. And he said, don't tell anyone, I'm pain of death. And I was like, you act as though I don't want to die. <laughs> it's like, you know, in this hellscape we live in, those suicide booths. Uh, but do you know what? They'd be they'd be uh, privatised. They'd be farmed out to a they'd private They'd be privatised and the queues would be around the block. Yeah, yeah, and they wouldn't work. I might get into the business of, like, back alley suicide, suicide, <laughs> suicide yeah. booths. Jesus. It's Sunday yeah. morning. This is yeah, do you know what? I'm not sure that the, the suicide is the issue. It's the disposal, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's why you need some sort of a liquefier. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, high temperature, just get them turned to ash. Um, I don't know. Use what... them for fuel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Could be a um, zero carbon. 
um, well once you hit a certain temperature the the body fats will start to burn themselves and yeah um, you'll be able to probably quite an efficient fuel source like a human Um, candle yeah maybe maybe we'll start with a Logan's run Um, yeah we'll start with the older folks sorry Alan. Um, I'm up for it. And then, <laughs> and then work our way down through to anybody over the age of 25. And actually maybe anybody under the age of uh, 21 as yeah. well. So just age 21 to 25. I mean, that's that's fine for four years. Yeah. And then it gets a bit problematic. I'm not, yeah, I'm not 100% sure how, how you'd get to 21. So No. Um, there you go. Okay. Well, that's our manifesto. Um, yeah, vote for us if you want. Yeah, give us five years. I reckon we'll get this off the ground before the next general election. Yep. Um, so, okay. Yeah, no ring. Um, yeah. What are you doing? Well, we're doing a show um, in uh, the Black Heart in Camden, which is a, a rock and a metal venue. Music. It's a music place. Um, yeah, I was quite surprised when you announced it was that venue because the last I saw, Adam was talking about doing it in the Rock Bottom Warehouse in Northampton. Yeah, yeah. So which it was a, a bit of an upgrade. Which unfortunately is like full, too full of stuff. I would love to do something in there. Like, right. I mean, just because I'd love to do something anywhere, um, and but I think a place like that would be hilarious. But it's got yeah. too much. It's got too much stuff in it. You got um, to you got to Rock Bottom. Yeah, got to Rock Bottom. Yeah, I hear. I hear uh, Charlie Evans has been announced for Rock Bottom. Yeah, it does sound like it. It does sound like a shit Midlands family <laughs> show, doesn't it? So let's do it. That's that's on the plan for twenty twenty one. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. We. It all kind of came together very quickly. Um. We decided we were going to do it. Got in touch with the venue. They were like, Yeah. Okay. I guess so. <laughs> Sure. What well, you want to hire yeah. the venue? Yeah, fine. Um, so uh, yeah, we're doing that. Uh, capacity yeah. is strictly limited, um, yeah. which meant that it did sell out pretty sharpish. Um, yeah, pe- people were really disappointed that they didn't get tickets. Well, imagine I mean, that. Imagine that. Imagine. Well, look, we've got another show on Saturday. Come to that instead. Eh? Yeah. If you're listening yeah. and you're disappointed and you think, oh, I deserve a ticket, maybe come to one of our other shows, eh? <laughs> I think you're bloody clever. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> uh, there, there's a possibility that we may be able to squeeze some more people in. I don't know when we will work that out. It might not be until an hour before doors. It's logistics, um, isn't it? Yeah. Well, you you get the uh, the the production layout, and then you're able able to release more tickets. That's the way it works. Isn't sure. It? Except you know, this is a complete. It's it's unprecedented for the Black Heart in Camden. So I'm not sure. Right. They, I'm not sure they've got a layout for a no ring wrestling show to be well, able to predict um, properly predict capacity. They um, will now. Yeah. And, they will, and obviously, then yeah. because obviously everyone's going to jump on this bandwagon after you've done it. Yeah. Um, I mean, to be fair, it's a little bit of a bandwagon you've jumped on yourself, but that's fine. No, it's fun. not much of a bandwagon, is it? Like, well, no. I mean, it's it's the in thing at the moment, and maybe we'll, we'll talk about it later. But no one's done it yet. Yeah, and and so. it's something actually that we've been talking about doing for quite a while, and yeah, and it feels it felt like the right time to give it a go. Um, but uh, but yeah, so yeah, we've strictly limited the capacity, like. If anything, we've knowingly undersold this particular show because I don't want it to be a situation where 
people can't see or it's just uncomfortable. No. So it may Well, that's turn... good, re- good wrestling's motto, isn't it? Always knowingly undersold. Yes. Um, so we... Um, you know, we may get there on the day and work out we can get some more people in, at which point there might be a last-second mad dash to um, pick up those last couple of tickets. Um, or we may sort of do some calculations um, based on the body mass index of our average attendee. Um, That's not good. And, and work out whether or not we can fit a couple of extra people shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. Or um, you, you may work out that you've actually sold too many tickets uh, and people will be randomly selected for the suicide booth. It's not the suicide booth if you've been selected. I guess it's not, is it? No. It's the murder booth. The murder booth. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's going to be a fun show. I was talking to somebody... Uh, the other day and um, we were like well it's an experiment we're trying something out and he's like well you've got to keep doing them or else some other arsehole is going to come along and steal it um, don't talk about John Briley like that <laughs> unless it was John Briley you were talking to well they're going to do their um, 1870 themed show right? which is all people in like long trousers rolling around in um, old drawing rooms okay um, yeah in front of a fireplace. Well, um, that, that, I mean, they've they've already got Johnny Saint. He was uh, around then. He was around they then. Could, yeah. yeah, they could they could just bring him along. Yeah. And do you know what? In 1870, when Jim Smallman was sat down in front of the <laughs> the pamphlet and watching <laughs> reading the reports of on the, the wax cylinder. Um, yeah, his favourite wrestler was Johnny Saint. Yeah, it was. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He, he knew his stuff back when he was he did. a um, embryo. George um, Hackenschmidt, puh, Johnny Saint, mate. Always, always and yeah. forever, Johnny Saint rolling around. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Um, it's if there's there's one thing I watched. I've watched a lot of wrestling over the past couple of weeks. I've, I've kicked off 2020 in the the way that it is meant to be done, and watched lots of random wrestling. And the the difference in the stuff that I've been watching, you you barely you'd struggle to to see that one thing is the same thing as another do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and if anything like the lesson that's that's come out of that, and it's a lesson we've known for for a while is that wrestling can be anything and it should be anything do you know what i mean yeah it's try different things um like last year we had breed did a, a show in a cave and okay it's like a venue that runs in a cave but they did a show in a cave Riptide did a show outdoors in the middle of a park. Um, and okay, people have done like outdoor shows before at like fates and things, but this was an actual kind of organized outdoor show in a park. Do you know what I mean? It's like different things like that. I want to see a show on a boat. I want to see someone hire um, a, a double decker uh, and take the seats out on the top bit and have a, a match on a double decker as it drives around the sea. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Stuff like that. Yeah, okay. I stretch the boundaries, man. Yeah. Um who knows? Who knows what'll happen next? Um but yeah, we're gonna do this February second. Um we'll try and get it on the internet as soon as we can because I know that there's a lot of people that did miss out on tickets. Um but you know, that's the that's the name of the game, I'm afraid, guys. Um yeah. you you gotta get on it. Um but yeah, we'll see what it looks like. We we are, well, I'll tell you now. Um, we are not announcing anything for Brilliant. the show. 
So um, I want to think everything will be a surprise on the day, but I'm also not 100% sure um, the access to the dressing room area. So there's a possibility right. <laughs> that, that people might be in and out um, a little bit. Um, people are like, oh, look, there's Connor Mills in his pants. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if he's on today. Yeah. Um, or is he just... Does he in live here? Pants. Yeah, he lives in the black car. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and as the best of us do, when he gets home, just takes his trousers off, wanders around in his pants. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's middle. Yeah. Of, it'll be the middle of the afternoon. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, somebody's already announced themselves. Yeah. Well, there but, there are going to be a couple yeah. of people that will definitely. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you. You know, this isn't. I'm not like revealing some sort of out like wrestling promoter alchemy here, but our intention <laughs> is to not announce anyone, but allow people to announce themselves. Yeah, of course, if they want yeah. to. But like, yeah. we're not gonna like like you know, I want people talking about it, but I also want for us to be able to go be a nice, lovely surprise. Could be anything, anything. And and them. and let's face it, if there's anything we've established in the good hangover shows, it's that you have no authority as promoter, and so you couldn't stop them anyway. No, that's true. That's true. So there um, we go. I don't know whether you saw the Charles Crowley video that went up yesterday. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's a bit weird. That's about the amount of authority that I've got. Um, yeah. uh, people just talking like a bird for a minute and a half. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 Great and stuff. I saw, I saw the Tim Lee thing as well. So, yeah. yeah, I'm watching these videos. I rarely watch videos um, yeah. of, of this kind. I don't like to get too hyped, you see. No. Um, no. I, I like the appropriate level of hype. Um, but I, you I don't want to get more these. than hype, do you? You want to be less than hype? I would quite like to get more than hype. They're very good. Oh, okay. All right. Ah. Uh, uh, and, and did you see they made their RevPro debut at the weekend? So. You know, one of them was on your show, and before you know it, they're on RevPro. And I, <laughs> yeah. I, and I did notice as well that uh, All Japan, uh, good alumni Danny Jones yeah. won their New Year Rumble. Yeah. And also, good alumni Akira is out there as well. So it's not just WWE that good are producing the next <laughs> um, generation for. No. It's now All Japan as well. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we got our finger next to the pulse. Yeah. Um, we know we know what we're doing. Pro providing you. this top talent, mate. Providing it. Yeah. Talking of top talent, did you watch any of that Wrestle Kingdom stuff? I did. Yeah, yeah. I kind of. Um, I th I feel like I watched like half of each show. Yeah, I did that. I, I worked out that across the two shows, I watched a show's worth of stuff. Yeah, and I actually think they only really had a show's worth of matches. Yeah, like. It felt like, you know, the fourth fell on a Saturday this year, and they thought, Do you know what, let's give it a go. Two shows, we're gonna do it. And then, like the first show, the first half of it was all multi-man tags, like a standard New Japan. Yeah. And and do you know what, does this whole thing about oh, you know, you try and get everyone on the card so they get their Wrestle Kingdom moment or their WrestleMania moment. Fuck those guys. If if they haven't got what it takes to get on the biggest show of the year, don't just make something up for them. Yeah, I mean, I think like there's ways to do it, but like just like loads and tag matches, that's not a that's not a moment, is it? That's not a no. big moment. That's just you coming out and filling out the card. I missed the rumble. Yeah, at least like the rumble is like a weird attraction. 
Like, yeah. And if you're part of that, you you can hopefully get your moment to shine. Like nobody's going to remember a tag match. Yeah. Like the, the the one thing that was my takeaway from Wrestle Kingdom is that Okada is possibly the best wrestler of all time. He's yeah, just I mean, amazing. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't like to make declarative statements like that, Alan. And I think he should refrain yeah. from doing so too. <laughs> but he's certainly, you know, at the top of the top of the business these days. Um, I mean, like, I mean, he wasn't in with Scrubs, you know. I mean, he's in with Ibushi and Naito, um, but he's just he's just outstanding. Yeah. Um, possibly only threatened at the moment by William Osprey. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, two immensely watchable uh, yeah. wrestlers. Um, but yeah, the, the the stuff at the top of the card was all all good. Um, you know, even Jay White didn't manage to embarrass himself. I um, did not watch any of Jay White's matches. I will not watch any of Jay White's matches. Um, and but yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm not, I'm not feeling New Japan loads at the moment. Um, I'm not sure what they need to do. It like the the top of their card. Obviously, you know, Ibushi's found himself into Wrestle Kingdom main event for the first time ever. But it does feel like the top of their cards are kind of been the same for quite a while now yeah um, i mean pe- people talk about the new top four of okada naito white and ibushi and for me it's kind of I'd, it's kind of a top one and three quarters like i i still don't completely buy naito as a as a utterly top guy um, I, I don't know i don't know whether i agree with that i feel like you know by default he is yeah one of the top guys um I get what I get what you're getting at, but yeah, like Ibushi seems like somebody that they're never gonna have faith in um, fully because of his history. Yeah. Um, and Jay White, the you know, certainly the international crowd are not behind him. I don't know whether the Japanese crowd are more sort of into his over like I am a baddie thing, <laughs> um, but. You know, I, I, he is—he is a baddie, you know. Yeah, he is. Oh, I am bad. Yeah, it comes to the point where, like, I'd—I'd I'd rather watch Battle at Farley than Jay White, and mm. that's really hyperbolic, um, <laughs> because of course Battle at Farley is a terrible professional wrestler. Um, but do you know what I mean? It's like he's just dull. He—he he doesn't do anything wrong, but he just doesn't do anything right. Yeah, and it's just yeah. But did you did you enjoy saying goodbye to to Mr. Liger? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, uh, everybody's said their piece on Liger. I, I, I wasn't a big nineties um, Japanese wrestling fan, and I didn't watch WCW. So it's only in the past sort of fifteen years that I kind of understood what Liger was all about um and having seen him a few times I you know he's yeah what do you say what can I say yeah like what can I say that has any impact at all yeah great probably the you know the most maybe the most important um junior of all time I don't know yeah um yeah I mean you can make an argument between him and Tiger Mask I mean you can make an uh, you can make an argument like that Rey Mysterio Jr. is up there as well. Um, and he's still going. 
but an actual junior as well. An actual junior. Um, yeah. But yeah, you know, and and yeah. it's it's nice to see him be able to get a good farewell. I mean, he did basically say at the end that um, that uh, did he say that Muta said it was okay to come back from retirement? Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's like, all right, you can only, you can always unretire. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I felt, I felt quite pleased for um, Naoki Sano as well. I thought he had a nice little moment, and like, because reading stuff leading up to that show, everyone was like, "Oh, Naoki Sano is going to ruin those matches," and it's like, no, he was absolutely fine. Yeah, um, and he had his little moment, and he quietly retired uh, on the the Tuesday. Um, so that was quite nice. But have you watched any other Japanese stuff? You've been watching the adventures of our friend, Mr. Brooks. Yeah, I've been dipping into um, the DDT stuff um, over New Year's. Um, watched uh, the Big, J- um, Big Japan DDT tag shuffle at New Year's. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, that, that was a lot of fun. That was fun. Uh, nice to see Brooks and, and Daisuke Sakamoto get, go all the way to the finals. Yeah. Um, and uh and and i watched a bit of um a bit of today's show there was a fun match on today's uh show um between harashima and um oh, forgotten it, it was basically a mascot um right. you know somebody in a big mascot costume i feel yeah. like the character's called like pokito or something like that yeah, um, I saw um, Martin Dean posted a photo, a uh, friend of the show, Martin Dean, posted a photo of him with that mascot and Dan Chocodino. Yeah. Um, so just just like, sitting, hanging out, you know. Yeah, so it's like for, it was for the extreme title. So right. the, the stipulation for the match was that you can only win by pinfall if the referee thinks that you are kawaii enough. All right, yeah. Um, so, I like that, yeah. Um, so Dino had accompanied the mascot to the ring. Um, he, Dino had uh, specified the stipulation um, and there was a lot of silly like posing while they were trying to do the pins so that um, old Matsui referee would count the count the pin um, at one point the mascot's head came off um, and he had right. he had some sort of like stocking mask on like over his face um, and he was trying he was getting the pin and it was like he had the match won and then, right. and then the referee saw his weird face with the stock it's not in Kauai, there, is it? and he freaked out and, st- yeah. and stopped the count. Um, that was a lot of fun. I think that will find its way onto the internet somehow. Yeah. Um, I've seen some some really fun stuff on DDT over the, the holidays. Just just the stuff that we love. Like I, I saw a, a battle royal where uh, gorgeous Matsuno came out mm-hmm. and um, he was singing a song. And for the period of singing a song, he was impervious to damage. So right. like nothing done to him had any effect, and then as soon as he finished, he got rolled up for the for the defeat. Very good. Uh, I saw I saw a cake win the title in a very weird, yes. yeah, yeah, very weird. That like just that whole segment was very weird. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I saw a three way uh, with Takaji, Sustango Machine, and yeah, Dino the, where the text message, the, the, yeah, the text Twitter, message three way. Uh, Twitter, it was wasn't it? It was. So oh yeah. They yeah. had access to each other's mobile phones to post things on Twitter. Yeah, big fans of Michael McIntyre, I think they are. They they <laughs> stole that segment from his show. Um, um, and uh, also a lovely bit of, uh, I saw Antonio Honda um, in the middle of a story uh, turn into a, a lovely romantic kiss with Toro Owashi. It was really nice. Yeah, yes. I, I, yeah. I just missed um, the six-man tag today, which was um, 
uh, Chris Brooks, Antonio Honda, and Mao against Damnation, right. which I, I, sounds like it's a yeah. lot of fun. So I might try and course, catch up on that. Yeah, Chris Brooks is a regular there now, um, and he's going to cut back here for a little bit. Yep, uh, do a few shows, and then he's off back off there for a year. And do you know what? He really fits in. Yeah, he seems to be having a great time. I think one of the highlights, and I think you alluded to it earlier, um, has been his stuff um, that's popped up on YouTube a lot with Gato Move. Oh, yeah. I think it's really a joy to watch him sort of out there embracing just the, you know... I mean, they're they're not that bizarre, but they are bizarre. Yeah. Um, And it's just just little bits, um, sort of the the, uh, ongoing corruption by him and, and Massa of R- Little Rin Rin. Yeah. Um, which is which is good. And there's just moments where there was a moment where uh, Chris Brooks was was leaning against the wall in the in the chocolate factory and a wrestler kept running towards him <clears throat> and at the last minute he'd lift his boot up. Not very high, but mm. just enough to stop her running. And yeah. it, I just I fell about laughing. It was just the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah. Um and it's just a, a joy to watch uh, his stuff from there because he's obviously having the time of his life. Yeah, I guess the the one the one last thing I'll, I'll mention about Chris Brooks and and Japanese uh, wrestling is is one of the reasons I missed the first half of the first Wrestle Kingdom show was um, Chris Brooks was having a uh, match um, for the the uh, how do we decide this was announced. Gakenofuchi. Um, we, I think we spoke about it on the last um, podcast, yeah. um, which is a one-woman promotion, um, and the match was like an hour and a half long, and it seemed to consist of a point system um, with a lot of different sort of almost like mini-games throughout yep. the match, um, such as a sumo match, um, a darts match with um, Drew Parker as the dartboard, Right. <laughs> see, I've I've yet to see it. Yeah, I've got I've got it to watch, yeah. but it just sounds like an absolute joy. One of and... my favourite segments was if you if somebody kicks out of a pinfall, you have to drink a shot. So there was a lot okay. of like um, each of them were trying to get the other person to pin them for a one count, so that they would have to take a shot, <laughs> so that they would get more drunk. And you see, you say that that you missed the first hour of Wrestle Kingdom to watch this. Mm-hmm. Mort of uh, of being Danish fame went to that show live and missed most of the first day of Wrestle Kingdom because he wanted to see both live. I, I was he was able... in Japan and chose to to make that decision. I think I think by the time that had finished, I could switch over to Wrestle Kingdom in time for the singles matches to start. So right. I don't apart from the opening match um with Liger, I don't feel like I missed anything of consequence. You regret um, nothing. No, I regret nothing. No. So I uh, hopefully at some point, um you know, it may have to wait until he's he's back from Japan. But um maybe Chris will help uh bring Gakanofuchi to the UK. Um, it's not super expensive to bring that whole promotion over, no. um, being only one woman. Uh, I saw he's bringing over uh, Konosuke Takashita uh, for the yeah. next Schadenfreude show, um, which is annoying because they're in Manchester and miles away, and I, I do love uh, Takashita. Um, but also, loads of people are coming over. It's it's going to be a good year for people that I really want to see this year. Yeah, you've got all um, your dirt bags coming over, haven't you? Yeah, man. Like, War Horse is coming over. War Horse is... Uh, I, I 
probably going to see him a few times. I, I might go and see the dog wrestling in uh, in Reading. Oh yeah, um, that new company with the with the dog. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not actual dog wrestling. Disobey, it's called. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would quite like to see some dog wrestling. That would be very good. That's, um, I'm like, wait a minute, that's dog fighting. No, no, you just wrestling a dog, a man wrestling a dog. I mean, still, and not in a Tony still, Khan way. That's still questionable, isn't it? I mean, I guess. I mean, it, people okay. shouldn't be beating up their animals, Alan. Come on. It's fake, mate. It's fake. It's fake, okay. Yeah, dog yeah. doesn't know that. No. Do you know, um, the FWA's Mark Sloan once uh, stayed at my house uh, when we were doing a ring job, and uh, he suplexed my cat. There you go. Weird. Dirt. Dirt about the, <laughs> the wrestling business there. Um, so, yeah, like, War Horse is coming over for them, and then for uh, NU Riot uh, at the beginning of May. New Riot, at- stop messing about. <laughs> they've they've announced uh, Warhorse as well, but also Alley Cat is coming over as well. Yeah, and uh, Matt Justice, yeah. um, the the walking concussion. Uh, they've announced him against Charlie Evans. So I'm like in in heaven, and like I don't think these guys are just coming over for those shows um, because, yeah. despite what people would have you believe, Brit Rest isn't dead. Um, and a lot of these guys are coming over for like a month or so. Well, I mean, the um, promotions that you're picking just up the bookings are brand new promotions. Yeah, that haven't run a show yet. So to no. say it's dead when these new promotions are popping up still yeah. um, seems a little bit premature. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. So all my sleaze balls are coming over. Yeah, um, and hopefully I'll get to see them all um, at some point, um, and I'll be able to report back if they do in fact smell. <laughs> Because okay. they do look like they smell. Yeah, I'm not saying Ali Cat looks like she smells. Um, she does not. And I'm sure she does smell. She smells nice. Um, but she... Warhorse and Matthew Justice definitely a stench there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I went to a show. A wrestling show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, last night at the a new venue. Um, yeah. The venue. Yeah. Um, it was uh, Eve Wrestle Queendom. I wasn't there. I had a no. prior engagement. Um, yeah. I had a housewarming, a flat warming do, um, yeah. which it, it was all right. Yeah. Uh, Is your flat warm now? Um, it, it's fairly warm. We get quite a lot of sunlight in here, actually. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, it's a, I've got to run the vacuum clean around. People, right. How do people drop crisps on the floor? I never understood it. I, do, I've, I know. I mean, I like if I've got crisps, I'm going to eat them. I ain't dropping yeah. them on the floor. I yeah, I them eat, on the floor. I eat them, and then I even I scrunch up the last few in the packet and tip them into my mouth. I don't yeah. want to miss a single crisp. Yeah. So th- there appear to be some crisp crumbs on my floor. I could better run the vacuum clean around. Not happy about yeah. that. Um, yeah. Lots of recycling to do. Uh, yeah. So that that's my day today. That was my evening last night. Um, yeah. I, I, I was a little bit I, I, I would have gone to this I would have gone to Queendom last night I think um, but I didn't you did yeah I did I did um, I was there there were lots of uh, good people there um, the the good brothers were, were out in uh, in abundance we yep. uh, all met in the Albany pub over the road okay uh, from the venue um, no, very very good um had some good chats and then went in and saw some some wrestling uh wrestle queendom three um you know it's uh first two were at the york hall in in the the late spring i'll say rather than summer i, I don't know when seasons start anymore do we even have seasons anymore 
don't think we do. No. Um, but this one was moved to January for for reasons uh, which apparently then changed. Um, but still, you've moved it. You've got to go with it, haven't you? You sold tickets. You've got to go with it. Yeah. Um, and then it and then it moved venues, um, which again, you've got it. You've got to go with it. Um, and uh, so we ended up with Wrestle Queendom three in January in two two nine the venue um, on uh, the Euston Road. Um, and shall I do the usual with it? Absolutely, yeah. Um, this is all on you, my friend. <coughs> okay. Um, so, what we what we do when we talk about shows, uh, whether we've been there live or we've uh, watched them on uh, on demand, or even sometimes if we've just read some tweets about yeah, we haven't been at all we haven't seen it no yeah um, and we need to do that again at some point i think just uh follow along uh by the the medium of tweet yeah um so just put the hashtag of a show in and just read everything that that comes up on that hashtag um not read it out over the that'd be terrible right no. um it, although a service for blind people yeah live so live um tweet commentary by audio medium although we wouldn't be able to broadcast it live we'd have to they'd have to listen to us doing it after the fact so, well i mean the, the blind people can't see the clock so they wouldn't know whether it's live or not no, good point good point yeah so um yeah so we do three things that uh we particularly liked or in this case i particularly liked mm -hmm. and three things that perhaps weren't to my tastes yeah um so uh we, we kick off and that, although this will annoy uh, as it always does, um, Eve promoters, uh, Dan and Emily. Although, Dan, I don't know if it annoys Emily. Emily's never weighed in on this. Uh, that we start with the positives and end on a negative. But that's the way we do things. We are the Empire Strikes Back of wrestling podcasts. We absolutely are. Yeah. I mean, how are you doing with your Star Wars rewatch? Did you watch them all? No, I didn't. No, no I didn't. I just got You failed. I was moving house. It all just like yeah. got on top of me. But I did see the the, the last one at the yeah. cinema I enjoy it do you know what i did enjoy it i mean yeah. it doesn't make sense if you haven't seen any of the other films like well I, like, I haven't so i think i think if you objectively you'd probably say that was a bad film but right um in terms of completing that whole saga as in yeah. terms of like a season finale um i think it was effective so yeah. shove it up your ass haters well i went to see cats yeah, I know so, you did. Yeah. Do you know what? It was all right. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. It was all right. Uh, I, if anybody I knew was going to say Cats is all right, it was going to be you. It was all right. Go yeah. and see it if you like songs. I don't. There's lots of songs in it. Yeah. yeah. All right, come on. Let's um, talk about the yeah. show. <laughs> okay. So, uh, Love the Graps. Uh, things I liked about the show. Love the Graps, number one. We've mentioned that it moved to a new venue called 229 the venue um i want to put that as my number one this is a lovely little venue apparently it's been there for about 10 years um london's best kept secret uh meg and steve uh friends of the show had been there before to see junior mark andrews oh, is a uh, pop punk band yeah um but other than that no one i knew had ever been there um i think it's something to do with ulu um, you okay. know, University of London Union, because um, it's attached to the uh, the International Students House um, on the Euston Road, um, and it's a lovely little venue. It's, um, I guess, if size-wise, if I was to kind of describe it, it'd be near um, the Dome at Tufnell Park, right. kind of that sort of uh, size and shape. 
um, bar running the entire length of, of the the back of the, the venue, big stage, and then a kind of big square bit in, in the middle. Um, really, really nice. Uh, no bad views, although um, I, I do think maybe they squeezed a few too many people in there. Um, it probably could have done. I mean, I think there were probably about 500 people in there last night probably could have done with about 400 450 to be kind of really comfortable obviously i don't know the the logistics or the economics of of whether you that is possible to do that um but you know it was a little bit full um but yeah lovely venue um really well situated actually in central london because by my rules central london is uh over the euston road um if you're inside the euston road if you're in the congestion charge that's central london yeah um, okay and so a show actually in central london right next to a really nice pub the albany loads of restaurants nearby only a short walk to euston and king's cross and st pancras um so really really positive that they got a new venue um one thing i will say uh security uh, one of the things about the the show moving to the york uh, to the venue from the york hall that everyone was really happy about was not having to deal with the security at york hall yeah um and the security at the venue weren't as bad uh, but they were still doing that weird thing where they take all the food off you now i don't get this i can understand why they would take drinks off you because there's a bar selling drinks and obviously they want to make money from that there was nowhere in there to buy food so why are you taking food off people now I mean, we're only in that room for like four hours and people should be able to go four hours without eating. But you're at a show. You might want to pack it. You might want a bit of Haribo. And in fact, I did sneak some Haribo in. And if you look on the uh, the on demand, you'll see me sitting in the front row eating some Haribo. Um, oh, well, what a treat. I can't wait to see that. Yeah, um, it's the highlight. Uh, I'll try and get you a, a timestamp. Yeah, thank uh, you. Of, of exactly when it is. Um, it's like, yeah, why take food off people? I don't get it. I really don't get it. Yeah, I, I, I never fully understood that. I don't know whether it is like a weird health and safety thing, um, but what can I say? Just play yeah. by the rules, all right? Yeah, and there was there was a uh, one of the security guys. He, he took a can of Monster off a guy, um, and as the guy was going to put it in the, they had a bin there for you to put everything on it in there. He was like, "What flavour is it?" And then when the guy was like, "Oh, I, I, I don't know," he went, "I'll have it." And it was just like, oh, help yourself, mate. You know right, I mean? right. It was just like, yeah. So, yeah, but other than that, um, really like the venue. Um, I'll be going back there in May uh, for the anniversary show. Um, I was just going to check out the venue before I went. But, yeah, really liked it. So, positive there. We've got a new venue for wrestling actually in central London. Very good. Yeah, I, I look forward to that. I'll, I'll check out that date in May. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's always. I mean, London's a bit of a ball ache for venues, so yeah, um, it, that is encouraging. Um, I, I'd be interested to see what stuff. I mean, you say like um, friends had seen Junior there. Yeah, um, it's not one that I w- I'm particularly familiar with. Um, so I'd be interested to see what other stuff they seem to have there. Um, yeah, I mean, it seems like a kind of a student union bar type setup, right? Um, in that it is kind of attached to the halls, the halls of residence. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great space to, to see a band, I imagine as well. Yeah. Um, and a really good space for wrestling. Okay. So let's, let's hope we get some more shows. There. Yes. 
Okay. Uh, love the grabs um, number two. Yeah. So I'm. I, I don't usually do this for shows, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna give an MVP uh, for the show. A Ooh, most valuable player. Okay. Not the. Uh, not the wrestler MVP. Um, who I didn't care for until I saw that documentary about him on the the Vice Land, the wrestlers thing. Um, see, turns out really nice guy. Yeah, um, he's been for a the, lot, uh, I think. Yeah, yeah, and really good story. Make a good movie. Someone should make a movie about MVP. Um, not with MVP as MVP. No, he's I'm, too old I'm, now. He was too old. Yeah. He was, a, he was a, one of the <laughs> older guys when he was in WWE. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe Will Smith, you know. Who was Get probably, Will Smith who in might there. be older than? Yeah, well they've got that they've oh, got yeah, that technology now, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, don't matter now. Yeah, Ian McKellen could play everyone now. Oh God, can you imagine? Can you imagine the de aging technology on somebody who is like Ian McKellen? Just going <laughs> to like weirdly smooth their face out. I've seen some dodgy photos recently where you know wrestlers using fi- um, filters, Snapchat filters. Right to make their faces super smooth. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it. Um, are, there, are there any wrestlers who wouldn't need that? Who's got a smooth face? Antonio right Honda. in. Let us know. He has got a very smooth face, doesn't he? Yeah, I do love Antonio Honda. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to give an MVP uh, for for this show as to someone who absolutely stood out um, above everybody else. Um, and that's not to say like everybody else wasn't great, but this person like just wowed the the whole thing and that's um yuka sakazaki um so the the main import for the show was maki ito um from tokyo joshi pro um famous for uh being part of the ito respect army the leader of the ito respect army which the aforementioned chris books is a, a member of um also famous for learning uh rude new words in english uh, on Twitter, um, but is just an absolute delight, a charm, uh, just full of charisma. And she showed that last night um, in her performance. Um, but Yuka Sakazaki is also from Tokyo Joshi Pro. She's appeared on AEW a couple of times, and she was just amazing. Uh, from the moment her music hit to the moment she went back through the curtain, she was just exceptional. Her wrestling was exceptional. Her charisma was exceptional. Her look was great. Um, she made Lana Austin. Now, Lana Austin, we've seen Lana Austin quite a lot down in the years. Yeah. Um, it's fair to say Lana Austin is is still, even now, getting better. Yeah. Um, she was very limited the first time I saw her, um, and she is getting better. Yuka Sakazaki made her look a million dollars. Um, Yuka Sakazaki really put in a shift. Lana Austin put in a shift as well. She played her part in that match. And without a doubt, that was the, the match of the evening. Um, so Yuka Sakazaki uh, is my MVP, which is my love to graps number two. I will, however, mention a couple of other people who really put in shifts as well. Um, uh, Debbie Keitel in the tag team main event took an absolute pasting. Um, and she she deserves a special mention for that. She really kind of like played the the face in peril uh, for a lot of it. Yeah. Um, uh, Maki Ito in in her match uh, was was super, um, just great. Uh, the match it was it was a Martina match, so you know what you were getting with that. Um, but you know she was really good in that, and especially Zoe Lucas gave one of the performances of the night as well she was wrestling uh, nor phoenix diana the malaysian 
uh, wrestler, the the first wrestler to wear a hijab yes. uh, in the ring. Um, I I, I want to I don't want to be too critical here, but let's just say that I don't think Malaysian wrestling is up at the, the the quite the standard it needs to be, um, and could probably do with someone going over there and kind of uh, just teaching them a few things because Zoe Lucas made North Phoenix Diana look amazing. Um, Zoe Lucas did a full Ric Flair wrestling a broom job. Right. Um, okay. And yeah, I it mean, was it was wonderful. You know, I've I've only seen bits of um, bits and pieces of Zoe Lucas over the past year or so, um, but she's definitely really impressed. I think with the amount of improvement there. Yeah. Um, so, and she's a very good baddie. Um, she yeah, just that that sort of. Um, delusional conceited um villain that really sort of ticks a lot of those boxes for me yeah the the shit fit she threw when she lost was just amazing oh yeah so she's doing tantrums isn't she that's one of the yeah. things so yeah um, and it was wonderful and even just such a thing like um i don't know if you saw the the match graphic that the photo that they're using of Zoe Lucas for the match graphics just has her looking across at her opponent with disdain <laughs> and it's just it's perfect but she she put in a real shift turned um what looked for all the world like someone's first match into a real a, a watchable spectacle yeah it was pretty good um so love the grabs number three um this is going to sound a bit weird and I hope people get where I'm coming from with this um but I want to say that Eve feels real. Um, in the last night's show, it it didn't have the feel of a big show, um, but it felt. I mean, if if I was to kind of sort of put it on the level of of another show, it felt like um, your ordinary um, chapter uh, ballroom progress show. But even that, for a promotion that started off from such humble beginnings and is um one of the the, the uh, only places and, and the the most regular place in the uk where you can see a card that is just for women yeah um is is something that's really really great um obviously this is the third wrestle kingdom uh the first two were at york hall um and it it did kind of feel a little bit um as though they they were squatting a little bit. Do you know what I mean by that? The what, uh, it was cool. yeah yeah. I mean, it felt like it definitely is somebody else's venue. Yeah, and there. and it didn't and it didn't feel. It felt like oh, this is the the most special thing. It's it's the one thing we do a year, um, and we we really go up and we we do a massive venue, whereas usually we do, we do the smaller venue. Um, but this actually felt like Eve are uh, uh, a natural level of about that 400 500 fans right. which may sound a little bit like damning with faint praise but that is a very very solid and very very respectable and a, a brilliant place to be after about three years um, of regular running um, for a company especially that only employs female wrestlers to be at um, and it just feels now that that even not this um, kind of outlaw punk outfit just doing these these shows in the resistance gallery and occasionally kind of sneaking out to to, to do a, a bigger show um with a uh, a name import drawing the fans in 
um, it feels as though they are kind of a solid regular thing now. And as I said, there were about 500 people there last night and the, the show was sold not on its imports. The show was sold mostly on what Eve have been putting on regularly. And I think that is, that that's amazing because you know for all the the qualities of maki ito and yuka sakazaki they're they're small time when it comes to your average fan um so they didn't draw the crowd it's just what eve has been doing right um and you know their, their storylines have not really been wholly to my liking this year um but it is obviously um catching on with people and it it just feels like eve are, are real and proper now and i hope that doesn't sound bad but yeah, I mean it in the the most positive way. Yeah, I I, I, I get it. I get what you're getting yeah. at. Um, like they've been they've been at it for a while now, um, and it feels like I think there was definitely a time where like, and probably particularly when we were most sort of into Eve when we were properly regulars. Yeah. Um, where it felt like it was a bit sort of um, flying by the seat of your pants. Like, yeah. Like from show to show, like not, not, I mean, not like realistically, but like you don't know whether this thing's going to keep going. Like you feel like we're riding the crest of a wave. Yeah. Time. Particularly like they kind they 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 really capitalised on the, the boom that came after uh, the first series of Glow. Yeah, and, um, and they'll be the first to tell you that as well. But now it seems like they've moved past that, and they are at a going concern, and there's no sort of slowing down now. Like, you you can kind of hit those peaks, you have your big shows at York Hall, that's fine, but like, you need to sort of get to the point where you're settled into something that is going to be, hopefully... going on for years and years and years and and then they're celebrating the big anniversary this year um now that's the anniversary of kind of the first iteration of eve um not their sort of almost like rebirth like three years ago um but like that's nothing to be sniffed at um and yeah it, it seems like they're not going anywhere and that's i think that that's incredibly valuable I, I, you know, you'd still like to have seen other people come in their wake, and and pick up the all women's promotion. Yeah, yeah. Baton. And I mean, last night they um the the rumble uh had a surprise fifteenth entrant in it, um of Soraya Knight, um yeah. who runs the the kind of the only other kind of full time women's promotion in the UK. Um, and it it was nice that that that, that link is there as well. Um, but you know the fact that we've got a full-time women's outfit in london a full-time women's outfit in in norwich although you know they they don't do as many shows um as eve and then just occasionally something in scotland occasionally something in manchester occasionally something in sheffield um it yeah it's not great is it well i don't i mean i don't even count like the you, you sort of south side slash rev pro shows i don't like i i they're they're weird attraction shows i think that are only ever put on in sort of association with other shows i think it's an afterthought for them um but you know you still got um 
you still got Eve, so there's still um, there's still a shining light in that genre yeah. of wrestling. Yeah. Um, right, shall we move on to the things that I didn't like? Yes, quite please. So yes, okay. please, it's my favourite part. It is, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, not my graps, things that weren't quite to my taste. Um, the first one um, is uh, surrounds Laura Di Matteo. Now, it's nothing about Laura Di Matteo herself, um, because Laura Di Matteo is one of my favourite wrestlers, and perhaps that colours um, what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me right now, uh, Laura Di Matteo was screwed out of the title again last night um, by Rio O'Reilly bringing in uh, a, a mystery um, helper, um, which turned out to be Sky Smithson. Yeah, I know. I know what you're asking there, but apparently she's been part of the roster for a little bit. Okay. Um, to me, at the moment, <clears throat> Laura Di Matteo feels like Mark Haskins in progress. Do you, do you remember that time when it was just Haskins was chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and getting chance after chance after chance after chance? Yeah. And that was the story. Yeah. And that's fine if people are buying into the chase. But when the chaser is repeatedly frustrated, um, you start to kind of wonder whether the chaser should still have your backing. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I get that. Yeah. Um, maybe, I mean, I don't want a fancy book. Maybe the anniversary show will be the, the time when Laura Di Matteo, uh, Laura Di Matteo finally um, upsets Rhea O'Reilly for the title. Mm-hmm. Um, but it needed to be done last night. Um, there was an audible groan um, when, uh, the masked person came out um and there was a further kind of um like the air was sucked out of the room when when the the match finished when it did um just after that and then when it was revealed to be sky smithson um and again nothing against sky smithson um and and maybe for those who've been going to eve month after month or watching it on demand uh, month after month for the for the past few months, this made more sense than it did for me. But for me, it was just kind of like, huh? Yeah. Um, especially as uh, Sky Smithson had been in the Rumble earlier, uh, alongside Livy Grace and Nightshade, who were Rio O'Reilly's two regular um, henchmen. Um, and they were fighting in that Rumble, um, whereas Livy Grace and Nightshade were teaming up and Sky Smithson was fighting. The, the pair of them okay. and maybe maybe she was doing that to, to throw um, any kind of uh, suspicion off later right. maybe Rhea O'Reilly only made the deal with yeah. Sky Smithson after the rumble she was like do you know what um, you impressed me kid I'm going to yeah. recruit you put this mask on but um, I would have liked to have you know if I'm if I'm back booking um, I would have liked to have seen a few moments in the rumble where Sky Smithson maybe had the chance to eliminate uh, uh, Nightshade or Olivia Grace and didn't take it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah. And, and maybe, maybe she did. Maybe I just didn't notice it. Um, but for yet yeah, the the Laura Di Matteo thing, and I, I, I don't think I'm alone in this. Um, it's certainly kind of the, the the people that I was talking to after the show were were of a similar mind. And maybe it will just make the eventual win all the more sweeter. Um, but I. I'm not sure it did for Haskins, uh, and I don't like the thought of Laura Di Matteo being a Mark Haskins. Yeah, okay, uh, I understand that. I think yeah. it's um, 
you know, it's tough. It's a difficult um, balance to strike, isn't it, with the chaser? Yeah. Um, uh, like, how far do you go um, with them um, chasing and not getting what they wanted? Um, you can't. There's no. There's no. There's no formula. Um, and maybe you know it will make the eventual win all the more sweet. But like it didn't. Yeah, it didn't work for me with no. Haskins. Um, no. But then, uh, like Haskins. So th- I think there's a difference here, in that I think Laura is more of a convincing underdog than Haskins ever was. Because Haskins never. Yeah. Haskins never played the underdog. Not really. Like they they tried to sort of tell us that oh un- he's so underrated. It's like yeah, but not really. Like you've been telling us how great he is forever. Like he's been in main events forever. Um, whereas at least with Laura, you can kind of see her progress. And also you've got the the notion that um, Rhea's got help backing her up, which at yeah. least gives you that little bit of a buffer. Whereas Haskell... yeah, I mean, and and that was a that was another little thing. And again. You know, maybe um, they'll make us a, a little bit of storyline about this. And if they they hadn't planned to, then if you listen to this, Dan and Emily do um, that. Laura's been having help from Heidi Katrina, and she was nowhere to be seen last night. Apparently, she's uh, overseas. Um, and so, even when uh, uh, Sky Smithson unmasked, uh, you know, a little bit of thought. Me, I mean, it obviously wasn't because the the body shape was was different, and she was a lot shorter. But it was kind of like if that would have been Heidi Katrina it might have made sense. Um, but the Heidi Katrina thing was just not mentioned at all, um, which kind of, you know, left a little bit out there. But yeah, there you go. That that particular bit of, of long-term storytelling wasn't to my taste. Okay. Okay, love the graps number... Uh, not the, not my graps number two. Um, again, it's about the main event. Um, you texted me after the show to say, how was the show? Um, and I said, you know, solid show, um, the 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 mid card was the, the the show's shining part um that's because the 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 two main events the co-main events they were announced as co-main events as well chris mm-hmm. of course um but the 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 two main events didn't really like do what they they for me what what i wanted them to do um and so we've talked about the the title match which was the semi-main um and the actual main event was the tag team um, championship match between the Woke Queens, uh, the Medusa Complex, and the champions Giselle Shaw and Sammy Jane. Uh, so Sammy Jane actually in the main for once, not in the semi main. Yeah. How about that? Who'd have thought it? I don't know. Yeah, I know. Um, there was a couple of problems that I had with this match. The first one is that there were three teams in it. Three ways are are never good. Um, it's it's a rarity to find a three way that is actually good. Um, and the fact that the, there are six people in there because it's a tag team three-way doesn't make it any any better. Um, they're awkward. Um, at least this was an elimination one, um, so you, you did have that kind of thing. Um, although, um, being an elimination one, there should have been disqualifications and there weren't. Um, so that, that annoyed me. But that's just a minor thing and that's just my own particular taste. Okay. But yeah, the three-way made it unusual because there was no real reason for... Sammy Jane and Giselle Shaw to be in this match. They won the title at the the um, last Eve show of, of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know why. I don't know why they did. Because it was all set up. Millie McKenzie had won 
she won to be the Ace of Eve. Um, so she picked the title shot against the Woke Queens, the main event, Wrestle Queen and three. That's fine. Then you had Giselle Shaw uh, claiming that she was the real Ace of Eve. And for that reason, she put herself in the tag team thing, which just seemed a bit weird. And especially as she doesn't have a regular tag team partner. So she just hired Sammy Jane for it. Um, so that just made the main event a bit awkward having those three teams with the one team just kind of being crowbarred in there. And then the, the, the thing that, that I think really kind of got in the way of it being a proper main event was that they, they tried to do a bit of hardcore wrestling, a bit of deathmatch stuff. Mm-hmm. And it just seemed forced. Uh, there was a, a barbed wire table um, brought out from under the ring um, which we know tables are a thing, but was there any reason for uh, Giselle Shaw and Sammy Jane to have placed a barbed wire table under the ring? Um, didn't seem right. And then uh, Chev's brought out some skewers and a staple gun. Yeah. Um, now, we know Chev's is on her, her, her deathmatch thing at the moment. And that's fine. She's not really been on it in Eve, um, and Eve is its own separate universe. Um, so I don't know why they particularly did that. And then when when it was done, um, poor old Debbie Keitel, um, you, you can't learn to put skewers in someone's head. It's it's not something you can practice. No. Um, well, and you so, could, but... Yeah, um, and, and she didn't make a good fist of it. And to be honest, I don't think many of us would. Do you know what I mean? Banging skewers into someone's head, no. into your mate's head. Yeah. Um, you have to be a special kind of person like Chris Brooks, like a cock like Chris Brooks. Awful human. Um, yeah, to be able to do that. Um, and so that didn't really come off the way it should have done. And it just meant things were just a little chaotic and a little bit flat. And the show, um, it ended with a nice moment in the, the, the Medusa Complex won the titles. Um, and they're, they're supposed to be baby faces now, even though Charlie Evans is, is horrible. Um, but it's, it's, it's weird. Um, but the crowd loved it. And it did get a nice pop at the end. Um, but yeah, it was just a bit... I don't know why they did those two things. I don't know why it was a three-way and why um, they they introduced kind of the, the death match element to it. Okay. I think that yeah. all seems like reasonable constructive yeah. criticism. I haven't really got anything else to yeah, add. And the, there was a scary moment as well in the match where uh, Minnie McKenzie speared... Oh. No, no. Um, I say that there was a, uh, a scary moment in the match where Minnie McKenzie speared Sammy Jane off the apron through the barbed wire table. Yeah. And Sammy Jane's head hit the bottom step. Oh, okay. Um, and it was just like, oh, I don't know, perhaps. I mean, I, I've talked before when we talked about resurgence and stuff, or when I've done a, a, a three and three on the, the Facebook group, mentioned about having the proper space for dives and, and things of, of that kind. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you're in a new venue. Um, it, it's difficult to know exactly what you'll need and, and, and where. So it's forgivable. And Sammy Jane seems fine. Now, so, yeah. You know, absolutely fine. Um, so I've got a third, not my graps. Um, and that's just a little bit about match placement. In that there were, uh, if you were watching live on Fight TV last night, um, and, and while I forget, that was just another little point I had about the, the deathmatch influences, is, is that um, this show was carried live on Fight TV. Uh, and then three hours later on Fight TV, Game Changer Wrestling were live. Mm. Um, so it's kind of like, 
you, you dabble a little bit of, of hardcore and deathmatch stuff and then three hours later the the kind of the top western deathmatch promotion comes along and, and does their stuff um so do you know what i mean it just makes you look a little bit yeah i don't really feel like there's lots of crossover yeah. though like well no but you know you've got to think about the, the wider world mm-hmm. but um but yeah the the uh if you'd have watched on fight tv last night you would not have seen the the first two matches that yeah. we in the building saw. they were filmed for eve on demand mm-hmm. so if you do watch the show on eve on demand when it goes up you will get to see these matches yeah. um but we didn't uh you didn't get to see uh Ginny against nina samuels um, and you didn't get to see uh, Little Miss Roxy against Killer Kelly. Um, the first one I can kind of understand for for reasons. Mm. Uh, in that uh, they're, they're they're both signed um, to WWE, um, and WWE have got a funny thing about people appearing live on on streaming services, I and mean, especially live um, rather than the the on demand thing. So yeah. that was perfectly understandable, and in fact. It'd been announced before the show that, that that match wouldn't be on the streaming service. So it made all the sense in the world to put it on first mm-hmm. uh, because then you can just do the show after that. Um, but then after that, you had a really nice little match between Killer Kelly and Little Miss Roxy. Little Miss Roxy, who, until she went to spend some time in Germany uh, over the autumn and winter, had been kind of primed for a top spot in EVE. Um, and it was just thrown out there to not be on the live broadcast at home, which seemed a bit weird to me because it was one of the better matches, one of the more uh, banner attraction matches, and yet it was essentially a dark match. Well, Killer Kelly's at WWE as well. Is, is she is, signed to yeah, WWE? I think so. Ah, that might explain it. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know if she was. I think she, I um, believe so, yeah. <clears throat> but um yeah what what it meant was that the show got off to a really really strong start um in that you had the two uh two really good matches and Nina Samuels and Ginny they had an outstanding match um as good as Yuka Sagazaki and Lana Austin was uh Nina and Ginny put on every bit as as good a match as as you'd expect them to do um with the 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 the, where they are in their careers at the moment but yeah. you know nina samuels just gets better and better and better and it's it's heartbreaking watching nina samuels and, and thinking that she's not on AEW or not in stardom or and we're not seeing her having top quality matches regularly because she's signed to an outfit which does a show every couple of months in a provincial town in front of 300 fans yeah um it is it's heartbreaking um but yeah it was just a bit weird that the the card felt a little bit lopsided because of that in that they started off so strong and then that the the uh the two mains didn't quite deliver that it 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 just felt like um the the card peaked early that's what i'll say okay um but other than that Oh, you got anything to say no, about no, that? No, 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 no. I think obviously yeah. they're kind of behind the eight ball a little bit with that. Yeah. And, and, and I think that really does influence a decision. But it's that's a tough one. That's a tough one because you're going to put those almost attraction matches on at the very beginning of the card because of that. And then and then you, the rest of the card is going to have to follow it. That's always yeah. going to be a bit of a cross to bear for everybody else later in the show. Um, but I think they lent into a lot of story heavy stuff later in the show. So yeah, you know, different, different kind of flavors. 
I think. Yeah. Other than that, though, um, you know, I mean, that sounds like a lot of not my graps, but really, I mean, it, it didn't detract from the enjoyment of the show too much. It was a really solid show in a really good venue. Um, everybody worked really hard. There were lots of new faces in the Rumble. Um, a, a big new monster heel who's one of the Bellatrix girls um, so I hope that, that sh- we see more of her there was um, Kara who used to be Kagi um, down in Dragon Pro in the in the Wales she made her debut in the Rumble okay. um, Violet O'Hara do you remember Violet O'Hara? Mm, not really. from the em- Empress Pro show in Wickham where she got herself disqualified Oh, um, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I remember that. I remember that happening. Yeah, uh, she was in there. The, there were a few newcomers, um, so that you know that that was a lot of fun. Um, and it was just yeah, it was a fun night. Everyone came out with you know a smile on their face. Um, you know, despite their their misgivings about some of the the uh, storyline, some of the booking. Um, and I'll be back there again in May, if not before, to the resistance. Um, but I'll definitely be back again at, at Eve in May. Um, and well done to Dan and Emily and Ash and Josh and everyone who uh, played a part in this, including hard work Chris Hatch, who did work very hard last night as well. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, Sounds yeah. like hard work. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, that sounds... That- Sounds sounds like a fun show, and and uh, now I'm down here. I'm gonna, I must try and make some effort to go to go to, yeah. to some more of the resistance shows. Um, we'll see. We'll see what happens with my life. Yeah. With my life in general, we shall see. Um, People did ask after you last night. Did so. they? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Go- there's a lot going on. Uh, that maybe we'll talk about off air, but uh, yeah, right. a, lot, a lot going on. Um, yes. But yeah. Um, so um, next weekend we've got the the big good show, Good Nineteen. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I so we'll probably do a, a a tidy up show after that. At some point we'll work that yeah. out. Um, yeah. And then after that, who knows? Well, who I've got knows? I've got lots coming up. Um, I I did work out last night that. Um, I think that I, I saw uh, Chikara and Charlie Evans last night, and I think I'll be seeing them like every week for the next like six weeks. Oh, so. okay, very good. It's quite nice, you know. It's it's quite nice. So I've got lots of exciting things coming up, and we'll try and do some shows about them. Um, whether you join me at the shows or not, um, if not, we'll just talk about what we what fun talk. I've had, um, and uh, you can just sit there seething that I have <laughs> such a brilliant life. Yeah, as if I didn't resent you enough already. Yeah. Yeah. Um but yeah, it sounds like a fun show. Um lots lots of stuff going on wrestling wise um at the minute. So uh get on the Facebook group, let us know. Yeah. I'm surprised, I'm shocked and appalled that we haven't had a three and three LTG NMG on the Facebook group for the Eve show yet. We have. Adam Johnson did one shortly before we started recording. Oh, okay. My so bad. There is one up there. My bad. Yeah. Um, uh, but yeah, get on there. Let us know everything that you think people should know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some fun <laughs> stuff being shared on there, just in general, all the time. Um, and um, you know, maybe even for the next No Ring show, you might be able to pick up a ticket if you're a member of that group. I'm yeah. not saying anything explicit here, but there is a possibility that members of that group might have preferential treatment. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Um, 
But unless Alan's got anything else to add, I have not. Um, it is now nearly one p.m., so I think that's wow. a perfectly reasonable time for everybody to go to bed. Thank you.